You know, trees really don't know which way is up. They just grow towards the light. So if you go to an area where there's a lot of trees, what you're going to find is the trees that go up the quickest, those may grow straight up. And, you know, once they go up, they put out branches, put out leaves and create shade. The trees that then come behind that have to bend away from that shade so they can have access to sunlight. The trees that can't do that will die. And it's not just about survival of the fittest. It's about movement. Obviously with trees, they're not moving per se. All they can do is bend. So it's a lot more competitive because there's only so much bend in a tree can do. At least most trees can do. But when you look across nature, you see that movement all the time. And not even just in like the biology, like even down to chemistry, gases will move from a place of higher pressure to a place of lower pressure. When you feel the breeze, when you feel the wind, that's what's happening. You've got air moving from high pressure to low pressure. So movement is a huge part of life. Matter of fact, you know, they say movement is life and to be stagnant usually means death. So, you know, animals that can't go away from a hostile terrain to a more habitable one will either have to adapt to that hostility or they die. My name is Oladele, and I'm Nigerian-American. Welcome to Nigerian-American. My name is LD, and this is my podcast. 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 In this episode, I discuss the Jakba syndrome. The word Jakba is a Nigerian slang derived from the Yoruba word Ja, which literally means to break away. Ja could also mean to run, flee, or escape. The second part, Ba, means final. So Jakba means break away, run, flee, or escape, finally. And in the context of international migration, to Jakba is to relocate. There's an increasingly high number of Nigerians migrating in what some have described as an exodus, especially over the last few decades. Majority of the people leaving Nigeria are relocating to Europe and North America. There are also a lot of Nigerians moving to Asia and the Middle East. Some are moving to other African countries, like Ghana, South Africa, Kenya, Rwanda, and so on. Nigeria, on paper, is Africa's largest economy, but she's losing many of her bright minds at an alarming rate to other countries. According to a survey taken by the African Poland Institute in 2021, 7 out of 10 Nigerians 
were eager to leave the country if offered the opportunity. Now, I'm sure non-Nigerians hearing this are probably wondering, what is it about Nigeria that makes its people want to leave that bad? I mean, why would 70% of the population be ready to leave if offered the opportunity? Some may say it's increasing insecurity across the country. Others may say it's the rising inflation. Some say it's unemployment. Some say it's the lack of basic infrastructure. If you're a Nigerian living in Nigeria and you belong to the middle or upper class, it feels right now like everyone is in the process of leaving the country. To be clear, what I classify as middle or upper class are those that can afford to obtain visas and pay thousands of dollars to relocate to Europe, North America, or Asia. Nigerians with limited financial resources are also seeking exit strategies of all kinds, including neighboring African countries. Looking at the numbers, an interesting story could be told about Nigerians migrating to international destinations. The UK census of 2001 recorded a little over 88,000 Nigerian-born residents living in the UK at the time. The number today is over 180,000. Scotland and Northern Ireland recorded a combined figure of about 10,000 Nigerian-born residents as of 2001, and today that number is over 215,000. U.S. Census data shows that the number of Nigerians in the U.S. in the year 2000 is a little over 100,000. By 2020, the number rose to 382,000, and it's projected to hit 500,000 by 2025, going by the current trajectory. These numbers represent regular migrants, by the way, meaning people with legal paperwork that are actually legally allowed to stay in the destination country. It's estimated that there's at least another 10 to 15 percent of these numbers of Nigerian-born migrants that have not yet regularized their residency. As a Nigerian that relocated to the U.S. myself, I understand the motives of many who wish to leave the country. For me, it was more about better opportunities to pursue my personal interests and security. Bottom line is that human migration is constant and ongoing. It never stops. It is the nature of human beings to be peripatetic. Okay, peripatetic is a big word. Peripatetic means traveling from place to place, moving from one place to another. Migration has been part of the human condition for hundreds of thousands of years. In fact, what we know today as North America, and it being populated by mostly Europeans, is the result of a very recent migration. Recent, if you think about how long we've been migrating as a species. Humans never stop migrating, and we do so for many reasons. Some people move in search of work or economic opportunities. Some move to join family. Some move to study. Some for better health care or maybe even inexpensive health care. Some move to lower their cost of living. Some move to escape human rights violations. Some move to escape conflicts, wars, persecution, terrorism, or even natural disasters. Many leave to get a better education, most of them with the hope of returning home with their degrees, 
only to end up staying abroad because the opportunities abroad are better. Some don't even plan to migrate, but are forced due to persecution. In recent times, many Nigerians have been displaced by growing internal conflicts and are able to leave to international destinations as asylees. The same is happening in many countries globally, and it's really sad to watch. In August of 2021, as the last round of U.S. troops were being evacuated from Afghanistan, there was a chaotic scene at the international airport in Kabul. Thousands of Afghans were trying to get into the airport in order to get onto the evacuation aircrafts so that they could flee their country. There are many videos of this on YouTube, where you see hundreds of Afghans on the airport tarmac chasing after already overloaded aircrafts that were about to take off. One pilot advised air traffic control that he was carrying over 800 passengers on an aircraft that was designed to carry no more than 150. The most distressing of the scenes was of people running to hang on to the landing gear of a C-17 aircraft that was about to take off. Many of them holding tightly to the landing gear. As the aircraft gained speed, many of them could be seen falling off. And then the most heartbreaking thing happens. Those who managed to hang on to the aircraft until it took off could be seen falling from the sky. The identity of two people that fell off the C-17 that day to their deaths were revealed as Fida Mohammed Amir, a 26-year-old dentist who owned a private dental practice in Kabul, and Zaki Anwari, a 17-year-old member of Afghanistan's national youth soccer team. For people in stable environments, it's hard to wrap your head around the idea that a professional dentist like Fida will be scrambling so desperately to leave his country. Scrambling so much so that he would climb onto an aircraft's landing gear. Same goes for 17-year-old Zaki, with such a promising future as a potential soccer star. Why would they do this, you would think? I recently saw a movie titled The Swimmers that is based on a true story. It details the treacherous journey of two sisters that were fleeing Syria after the war erupted in 2015. You should see it. On November 17, 2022, three men straddled a narrow strip of metal on a cargo ship's rudder from Lagos, Nigeria to Las Palmas in Spain. This is an approximately 2,800-mile journey. It took the ship 11 days. How they managed to survive the 11-day journey is still a mystery. U.S. Border Patrol reported more than 1.6 million encounters with migrants along the U.S.-Mexico border in 2021 alone. Many of the migrants seeking opportunities in the U.S., Others fleeing from extremely dangerous situations with drug cartels. Nearly 21,000 people have died crossing the Mediterranean to Europe between 2014 and 2020 alone. And that's those that are accounted for. People who were written on some type of manifest. 
the numbers of the unreported dead are likely double or maybe even triple that. The number of people with foreign citizenship in Germany rose to 4.5 million between December 2014 and June of 2022. Many of the migrants from EU countries like Poland, Bulgaria, Romania. There are also large groups of migrants who fled to different countries from conflicts. Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, Ukraine. It is happening all around us. According to the International Organization for Migration, more than 165,000 irregular migrants have arrived in Europe this year alone. Most of them seeking asylum in European countries. This doesn't take into account the migrants that arrived regularly via visas of some sort, some of whom have hopes of never returning to their home countries either. Over the last two decades, the number of international migrants has increased significantly, especially those seeking relocation to North America, Asia, and Europe. Africa and the Middle East are also experiencing a significant influx of migrants. 37 million people relocated to Asia between 2000 and 2020, followed by Europe with over 30 million people. And then there's North America with 18 million international migrants. Africa also received about 10 million international migrants during the same period. To put it into simpler context, over 15% of the U.S. population today are international migrants. In fact, the U.S. has been the top country for international migrants since the 70s. The number of foreign-born people residing in the U.S. has more than quadrupled from less than 12 million in 1970 to close to 51 million as of 2020. One of the interesting things I discovered while doing research is that over 88% of the population of the United Arab Emirates are international migrants. And according to this year's World Migration Report, there were over 280 million international migrants globally. About 169 million of those migrated for work. The World Migration Report also lists the top 10 migration destinations and the top 10 countries of origin of international migrants. And it's quite interesting. Check this out. The top 10 migration destinations from number 10 to number 1. Number 10, Spain. Number 9, Australia. Number 8, Canada. Number 7, France. Number 6, United Arab Emirates. Number 5, the UK. Number 4 is Russia, believe it or not. Number 3 is Saudi Arabia, also quite shocking to me. Number 2, Germany. And the top destination, number one, obviously, is the United States. As for international migration origins, number 10 is Afghanistan. Number nine is the Philippines. Number eight is Ukraine. Number seven is Pakistan. 
Number six is Bangladesh. Number five is Syria. Number four is China. Number three is Russia. Again, there's apparently a lot of movement in and out of Russia. Number two is Mexico. And the number one country of origin for international migrants is India. India currently has 18 million people living abroad. Now, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but there aren't many African countries. There's almost no African country in that list. In fact, going further down the list, the only African country that shows up anywhere is Egypt. Being number 20 for country of origin of international migrants. I'm sharing these numbers to explain that international migration is a global norm. Yes, people are migrating to some destinations a lot more than others and from some places a lot more than others, but the human being is nomadic in nature. We've always moved to find better resources, to escape conflict, or to discover new opportunities. Some people don't have a need to move as much as others. But it happens everywhere and across all continents. We've always done it. We've done it way before the current borders were established, way before the concept of gates and barriers and these international, you know, invisible borders and the current zones and the regions and even the previous zones and the regions. We've always migrated. The interesting thing about migration is that it is happening all the time, even within what we now know as country borders. For example, it is estimated that over 28 million Americans moved within America in 2021 alone. And the average distance moved was 900 plus miles. And that's just within America. It's actually also estimated that more than 5% of the world's population move annually. So Jakba, when you think of Jakba, it's become a major topic among Nigerians lately because of growing insecurity within the borders. And also the rapidly declining quality of life, even for those who make a good wage. The Jakba slang has also been made popular by Afrobeats music. Art imitates life, right? But the thing is this, the Jakba syndrome didn't begin recently. The first wave in Nigeria was in the late 70s due to the growing threat of persecution by military rulers. The second wave was in the 80s, when the future of Nigeria was becoming uncertain due to the management of the economy by what many perceived at the time to be an incompetent military dictatorship. The third wave was as a result of people seeking better education abroad in the 90s. I know a lot of people who traveled abroad, tried to get a better education with the hopes of coming back to Nigeria. Some did, a lot of them didn't. In my opinion, internal insecurity and the rapidly declining economy is the primary reason for the current wave. This is also the first time in history that people living within Nigeria are able to compare their lives with those living abroad in real time through social media. 
Before now, all people heard were tales. But being able to experience it in real time has been a huge catalyst for the desperation to Jakba. However, like I said earlier, this is not peculiar to Nigeria or Nigerians. The Chinese, for example, have been leaving their country in astonishing numbers since the 80s. Surveys show that 64% of China's rich, and by rich, I mean those with assets of more than $1.5 million, are either migrating internationally or planning to. At least 100 million Chinese people travel annually. Many do return home, but a large number also jakba. I mentioned earlier that a survey revealed that 70% of Nigerians are willing to relocate if given the opportunity. Do you know what that number is for a country like, say, India? 90%. And to be clear, my intention is not to minimize the effects of the Jakba syndrome on Nigeria as a country. The effects of the current wave will be felt for decades to come. There are over 8,000 Nigeria-trained doctors that are currently practicing medicine in the UK alone. The doctor-to-patient ratio in Nigeria as of 2019 was 1 to 5,000. For context, the WHO, that's the World Health Organization, recommends no more than 1 to 600. In 2020 alone, an additional 800-plus Nigeria-trained doctors were licensed in the UK. A close friend of mine is currently a practicing physician in the U.S., and I remember he mentioned once that more than 70% of his entire graduating class of doctors from the University of Lagos have relocated either to the U.S., the U.K., or Saudi Arabia. That is a huge, huge loss for Nigeria. I remember reading an article in 2021 that suggested that Nigerian graduates were being harvested by foreign countries. Saudi Arabia is a major destination for doctors. In fact, 73% of the doctors in Saudi Arabia are international migrants. Canada, that's another country that's opened its doors to Nigerian professionals of all disciplines. And get this, the Canadian target between now and 2025 is 1.4 million international migrants. So the pressure is about to get even worse on the migrant origin countries like Nigeria. There are many other countries that have become desperate for migrant workers and are doing everything they can to attract talent from all over the world. What this means for origin countries is that things will get worse, at least before they can ever get better. The already constant wave of human migration is now being further stimulated by fierce competition for human capital. And it is now causing many countries to try to find ways to prevent their professionals from trying to jakba. 
Some countries are putting laws in place to reduce the ability of their citizens to leave. Some are considering the option of canceling dual citizenship. I mean, Saudi Arabia recently held recruitment events in Nigeria for doctors. It got the Nigerian government quite agitated. But that's become common practice. It's become a real struggle between countries to either provide an environment that enables their citizens to thrive or lose the citizens to a country that does. In the end, people are just seeking a better life with better opportunities. Like my good friend Oladeli said at the beginning of this episode, it is natural for trees that are being overshadowed to seek their own light for survival. If you happen to be one of the tallest trees, there may be no reason to struggle. But if you find yourself needing light, don't be ashamed to find it. For some, staying put is how they find meaning. But for others, finding light is the difference between life or death. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nigerian American. Please subscribe, leave comments, and continue to share this podcast. Feel free to holler at me on Instagram or Twitter at LDTheDawn. That's at E-L-D-E-E-T-H-E-D-O-N. For more episodes, extended discussions, exclusive content, or partnerships, please visit www.NigerianAmericanPodcast.com. My name is LD. Thank you.